The New Orleans Saints offense must get comfortable and evolve, and it all starts this weekend against the New England Patriots. We got all that and a little bit of land yap for you on this In Case You Missed It episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to this In Case You Missed It episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can subscribe and follow always for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And if you want to keep the conversation going one-on-one, take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&A, early access, and much more. You can become a Locked on Saints insider today by heading over to joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Saints. Join a community I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I am your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the Media Saints News Network, Tuesdays on the Locked on NFL podcast, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. Today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks, the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL today and use promo code in all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. On today's episode of Locked on Saints, it's in case you miss it. So we're bringing you the five biggest takes from the week. I'll let you know which episode they're in. You can go back and watch the full episodes, listen to the full episodes if you haven't already, depending upon which of these takes you want to hear more of. But mostly, this also gets you completely caught up with everything from the week so you're ready for Sunday's matchup against the New England Patriots. On today's show, we're going to be looking at the defense looking for a bounce back. And if I had to open up the voodoo cards, I would say that that bounce back is in the cards based on how the New England Patriots are playing so far this season. Uh, Would a play calling change help for the New Orleans Saints? And to kick everything off, we're just going to start off with the New Orleans Saints offense here and how they absolutely must get their offense going. I I started to write down that this was a take from Friday's episode but it was also a take from Thursday's episode and Monday's episode and a little bit of Wednesday's episode and a little bit of Sunday night's episode after the game. So there's a lot of different places where you can hear me talk about this because it was the biggest story of the week. So we looked at it from a bunch of different angles. I want to do my best to kind of bring all of that in uh, here today. So as we look at this, you know the New Orleans Saints offense is struggling. 15.5 points per game. They are not uh, in the 285.3 uh, yards per game, total yards. That's 23rd in the NFL. That's probably moved a little bit since uh, Chicago and Washington have played their um, their Thursday night football game. So take that for what it is at the moment. But in, in the midst of coming out of week four, that's where the Saints were. And they were 25th in the NFL at 15 and a half points per game. And and as uh, we were actually, I was actually talking to one of the Lockdown Saints insiders about this, they're like 15 and a half points in being 25th in the NFL, not too terrible, uh, right? Like, like 25th in the NFL or 15 and a half points would probably usually be like 30th, 31st, 32nd in the NFL. So right now with them being at, you know, uh, 25th, you kind of look at it and you go, okay, well, offense must be down all across the league. And it certainly is, but it is most certainly down in a very unique way here in New Orleans. And so here are some things that illustrate exactly that. So a couple of things to, to kind of keep an eye out on here uh, throughout all of this 
is that when we look at where the Saints have struggled so far, we're looking at more than just like, oh, they're not scoring points and oh, they're not um they're not necessarily, you know, uh, uh picking up a ton of yardage or or anything like that, but Michael Thomas has had 65 different in-breaking routes, 86 out-breaking routes, so you're seeing him not attack the middle of the field. And I had somebody bring up the point, well, Ross, that's how routes in the NFL work. They're all option routes. They are in absolutely no way all option routes. You do not give your team that much variety or variance, rather, uh, on a play-by-play basis. There are certain plays that have option routes. I, you know, you can find the playbooks online. You can see that some of them are option routes, but not all of them are. That would be anarchy on on the football field to give everyone option routes all the time. Now, certainly you can bend it a little bit. You can extend or maybe add a couple of yards here and there, whatever. Like there are certain things that you can do, but you're not going to change your route entirely just for the fun of it. Uh, Chris Olave has been succeeding, uh, but mostly off of splash plays so far over the course of the past couple of games. So you'd like to see a little bit more of that consistency for him, something akin to what we saw week one. Rashid Jaheed, not so far being used in space very much. Alvin Kamara, only one game, but based off of last year, which you have to take into account here as well, this is a team that still struggles to figure out how to most adequately use him. Um, Derek Carr, they said today, or, or said, um, you know, Derek Carr's still learning the system. It is October, uh, so that can't be the case either, and Derek Carr would probably tell you that it's not. Um, Jimmy Graham only running six routes so far in the red zone, despite the red zone possessions that they've had. 17.7 air yards per attempt on third and five or shorter last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Stop me if you've heard enough already. Um, And then you look at Derek Carr's game and how it's changed from the first pair of games to the most recent pair of games. Um, Check down percentage as an average over the course of the year, 18.5%. Thanks to our friends over at Fantasy Points and their fantastic data suite for that one. First read, 60.5%. That's pretty standard. But then you can see where things kind of change. The first pair of games, uh, Derek Carr was going deep 20.3% of the time. That has now dropped to 12.7% of the time against Green Bay and against Tampa. Meanwhile, the check down percentage has nearly nearly gone up times five, times six, uh, nearly times seven. uh, Check down percentage in the first pair of games, 5.8%, which means the amount of times, the percentage of times that he goes to the check down route on any given play. Going up uh, since the Green Bay Packers game or or in the the two Bay games, Green Bay and Tampa Bay, uh, up to 34 and a half. So that's absolutely skyrocketed. So you have to look at all of these things and say, okay, well, yeah, very clearly the New Orleans Saints need uh, a little bit of a shot in the arm uh, in terms of getting this offense up off the ground. And and in yesterday's episode, Friday's episode, or rather actually, yeah, it was Friday's episode. Uh, one of the things that we discussed was bringing the offense into modernity, um, you know, the motion, uh, play action. Um, attacking the middle of the field, all of these other things, and and getting those involved. They're all in the playbook. Pete Carmichael said it. All of that stuff is in there. It's just a matter of him calling and, and getting that out on the field, which should not be an issue. Like, it's 2023. This is the offense. Look at the way that Mike McDaniel is changing things with the uh, the the side um, the side motion snap. Get the guys, get the your speed receivers a, a, a bit of a running start before they you know launch off the line of scrimmage. So you can't do the the Canadian football and the arena football thing. Here's the way for you to do it laterally and then get that running start. When would we see the New Orleans Saints do something like that? When you have players like Chris Olave, Rashid Shaheed, Lynn Bowden, I talked to a lot of players that believe that that has a big impact on what today's game is. I didn't ask specifically if it was going to be involved in this offense, if they wanted it involved in this offense, but it's easy to understand how that has an impact against opposing defenses. And even some of the defensive players talking to me about how that has an impact 
and how that would impact them in any game as well, because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did it just last week. So you can see the copycat league, but for whatever reason, the New Orleans Saints kind of standing away from the copycat nest, when instead they really should be leaning into it and, uh, and getting some of that incorporated in their offense. So maybe we see that that's got to start this week against the New England Patriots. And this is one of those places to where you think, okay, well, would a difference in play caller end up instilling initially or inherently some of those changes, some of that evolution? Well, the Saints could go that route, but will it actually result in wins? We broke that down all throughout the week this week as well. Let's recap it as we continue on with our In Case You Missed It episode here on Locked on Saints. Put a lot on podcast network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. Where are my bird dogs right now? I got my blue joggers on with the little zip pockets over on the sides. Help to keep my AirPods and my, my keys in a safe space without them scratching up my phone in my pocket. All of that other stuff. Thing that I love about these bird dogs is I wore them to practice. I'll wear them home. I'll wear them out later on tonight. I might even throw on my other pair for the flight tomorrow morning. So it's just, they're versatile. They're versatile is what I mean to say. Uh, and that's what I love about bird dogs. And of course, they're mad comfortable as well. I heard Travis Rogers from Lockdown Rams talking about these the other day. He said, I am so excited to get home and take my pants off so I can put my bird dogs on. So I hope that you would enjoy it that way as well. So go check out bird dogs today. You can head over to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL. And let me tell you, with the holiday season coming up, fantastic gift. Fantastic gift as well. Birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or enter the promo code locked on NFL at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Big thank you to all the everydayers out there. Make it Locked on Saints your first listen of the day, Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, because we never stop here on the show. Appreciate you very much for being here. Uh, we'll be live right after the game. Well, not right after the game, but soon after the game. I say that every time. Uh, against the Patriots, win or lose. Um, break it down from Foxborough and from uh, Gillette Stadium. We'll, we'll get it all to you right after or soon after the game. Um, Look, one of the biggest conversations over the course of this week, in addition to, or maybe more specific than the offense needing a, a big time shot in the arm, is whether or not the New Orleans Saints should make a change at play caller. Uh, Pete Carmichael Jr. has been the play caller for the past two seasons, and it hasn't been working, right? 21 games of a uh, of sample for you to look at here, only gone over 30 points twice. As of right now, it's nearly a year since the Saints have gone over 20 points at this point. That was against the Los Angeles Rams last year. Uh, so, I mean, you'd like to see this New Orleans Saints team take a step ahead, but there are a lot of folks who are convinced that they can't take that step ahead on the offensive side without making a change at play caller and getting a fresh perspective there. Would a fresh perspective bring you uh, somebody that comes in and wants to incorporate more motion, wants to incorporate more play action, do the things that modern day offenses are doing, perhaps. Uh, but what we know about changing play callers, since thanks to our research over the course of the week, is that it doesn't really yield a difference in terms of uh, win-loss record, and it doesn't necessarily uh, stand in line to yield enough of a difference for the New Orleans Saints to go about that route. But the longer that they wait to do it, the worse that it could potentially get very quickly. So the sooner you make the decision, the better, although the results are not promising. Um, for teams since 2002 of the seven major um, co uh, coordinator changes, or not coordinator changes, sorry, but play caller changes that I've looked at, 
we see a win loss or a win percentage after the change of just 47%. At this point with 13 games left, that would be six wins. So that would finish the Saints eight and nine. Is that enough? Probably not enough to win the division at the moment. I don't know. Maybe it is. Um, the Saints sitting at 15 and a half points per game, 25th in the NFL with the average 32.3% increase that we can see from these uh, play caller changes that would move them up to a whopping 20.5 points, 20 and a half. That would make them 20th in the NFL. And then with the 16% increase that we've seen in average yards per game after play caller changes in these seven examples from 285.3 yards per game, which is where the Saints are right now at number 23rd in the, or number 23 in the NFL. If you incorporate that 16% increase, 330.9 yards per game total would move them up to number 15. So good stuff there in terms of moving up to number 15. But I can understand why maybe you would look at these numbers and say, well, yeah, that being 20th in the NFL and point score probably doesn't really win you many games. Being eight and nine probably doesn't get you into the playoffs. Makes sense. But that's if you're playing just for the average here. You have to hope that if you're going to make a play call a change, that you're going to find improvement in making that play call a change. That's absolutely something to really, really hone in on. Is that something that the Saints think they would actually improve with? by making that play caller change. If so, then you can tick all these numbers up a little bit. But it is interesting. It is interesting. I, as somebody that is on the side of a potential change at play caller, um, look at those numbers and I go, yeah, it's not very promising, but I do it anyway. You know what I mean? Like I still kind of look at it that way, but easy for me to say, right? I don't have millions riding on it. I don't have my job riding on it, all these other things. Like I, I understand sort of a little bit of if there is hesitation to do it, looking at that historic kind of record keeping of what it's like to change a play caller. I understand the hesitation, but I'd still do it though. Uh, <laughs> at this point, I mean, you know, you have to assume, is it going to get better or is any improvement better than what you're going to get at this time? Maybe that's what they're waiting to see here in New England, right? Do you get that improvement against a Bill Belichick defense? Tough ask, tough, tough, tough ask. You want more on that Monday, Wednesday, Friday episodes? We have that for you. Um, I want to revisit a topic from our Thursday crossover with Mike Debate of Locked On Patriots. Establishing the run game and eliminating the run game for the New Orleans Saints is pivotal to success on a Sunday. Look, I'm not going to believe that this team, nor the New England Patriots, can score more than 20 points in a game until we see it consistently. So I'm not going to predict the Saints to score 20 points in a game until they score 20 points in a game. But scoring more than 20 points in a game, which by the way, the, the, the average across the NFL is around 22.6, 22.5, 22.5 uh, points per game. So, I, which, is, which is pretty, you know, a little bit, I don't know where that is in terms of like the historic standard. I think it's a little bit above the historic standard. But, you know, if you look at the historic standard, you're looking at, you know, offenses that played in games that were 1-3-2, you know, whatever. Um, and so... When I look at the Saints here and, and 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 why the run game is so important for them going up against New England is, is that it's twofold, right? They should establish the run. I think they found some things against Tampa, ironically, between the tackles, which they struggled to do last year, but they seem to have found it against Vita Vea, against that 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 Tampa Bay front right up the middle. It's pretty thick with a couple C's up the middle, all of that. They, they found something there. So maybe they can take that into New England and get that run game going and, and all that. But then at the same time, and on the other side of the same token, getting the run game limited or getting, getting New England's run game limited is also huge, right? This New England uh, offense gives the ball back to opposing offenses quite a bit. So if you can establish a, 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 a one-dimensional attack and force a one-dimensional attack by the New England Patriots, you should be able to get them to you know make some mistakes and, and take advantage of those mistakes. 
when they do come about. I think you can have faith in the defense to arrive at a place that it has already shown you it has been, as opposed to the offense where you're still waiting to see where it can go. Those are two different asks, right? I'm at, if I, if you're asking me to go back to, you know, if I'm ever asked, which I would never do, but if I was ever asked to go back to theater, that would be an easier thing for me to do as a career change than to become a mechanic, which I've never been before and will never be in my life. Although eBay Motors does make it a little bit easier on me. So I, I do think that like that's sort of the, the analogy that I'm working with here is that you're asking one unit to go back to what you've already seen that they could do. You're asking another unit to show you something it hasn't shown you yet. And so because of that, you can have a lot of faith over on the defensive side. The offensive side has to prove things, right? That's got to prove things. So I think that a big part of proving it would be getting that run game going, which will help facilitate the pass, help you get that play action a little bit more effective, probably help get the tight ends involved as well, because then you don't need to keep them back in protection as much when the defensive line has to stay honest to the run game. They're not pitting their ears back and coming after your quarterback so much. And even if you look at Derek Carr, who's not even one of the most pressured quarterbacks in the NFL, it's just that a lot of times when he gets pressured, he gets sacked. Uh, and that's just what this what this offense has given up so far. And so I, I go back to the, the the reason why I mentioned the twenty points thing is that the Saints can show an increase in a in, in progress in efficiency, even if it doesn't necessarily mean them scoring thirty points in a game, right? Like if that happens, fantastic, right? We just watched the feels like the Chicago Bears just turned a corner out of nowhere. Could the New Orleans Saints be next, or will the New England Patriots be next? Whoever establishes their run game first. That kind of gives you an idea of who might be next out of the two of those teams. But the Saints can still show some progress here, even without scoring 20 points in this game, just by simply being efficient and looking polished on offense to the best of their ability. And that's going to start with the run game. Coming up next, it's not just the offense that needs a little bit of a bounce back. The defense is looking for a bounce back as well. And the New England Patriots might be the perfect perfect opportunity for them to do exactly that. We got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up this in case you missed an episode of Locked on Saints for the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is an easy and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's not you picking a lineup or drafting you know, a lineup and drafting up against a bunch of other mystery lineups, hoping to win some small percentage of a big old pot. No, no. You know exactly what you're doing. You know exactly what you're going up against, and you know exactly what you're winning because you can win up to 25 times your money back by simply picking projections. That's all you got to do. Will this player have more or less uh, than this projection of passing yards? Will that player have more or less than this projection of receiving yards? Will the other player have more or less than this projection of rushing yards. That's how it works. It's very, very simple. It takes like two minutes to put an entry in. And like I said, you can turn $10 into $250 by just picking two to six players and choosing what those projections are. Come out at more, come out at less. You knock them all out of the park, you win. So go and check them out today. I love me some prize picks, especially if you're on the road right now. It's a great way to be able to get involved and stay involved. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code Locked on NFL in all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. It's a first deposit match up to $100 for new customers at prizepicks.com slash Locked on NFL. Promo code Locked on NFL. Let's get it, Houdat Nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints. The look back to our Thursday afternoon live show. So on Thursday afternoon's live show, one of the things we looked at, of course, was the injury report, but we also looked at how, like, look, this New Orleans Saints defense is just as much in need of a bounce back as the New Orleans Saints offense is 
to arrive, right? Like they're under similar pressure just for different reasons. And this New Orleans Saints defense, particularly over the course of the past six quarters, has struggled, struggled tackling, struggled rushing the passer, hasn't really struggled in coverage, though they have given up some scoring, all those other things. But this is now what you're looking at for this New Orleans Saints defense is can they continue to improve? So I think that you're in a place now to where you can look at this New Orleans Saints defense and go, okay, you know that what, they, what they've proven to you before. You know they can get back to that. We've seen the New Orleans Saints struggle with tackling early on in a season and then get it fixed a couple of games later, right? We saw that last year. They struggled tackling early, got much better, much more secure in terms of tackling all throughout the season. And they ended as a you know top 10, top five unit, depending upon which metric or which uh, category you're looking at. So can the New Orleans Saints get that done again? I think that they can. And I think that the New England Patriots are a perfect, perfect opponent for them to do that, right? New England Patriots, not great. Not great. I think they're 20, uh, the, the Saints are are, are 20, like 23rd in passing. They're 24th in power, 24th and 25th or 26th and 22nd, 25th. Like they're right behind one another. Same thing in rushing. There's one right behind the other. Um, the New England Patriots give the ball back, right? We've talked about this all week. They give the ball back um, on a uh, punt or a turnover 71% of the time. They also stall in field goal range. Uh, 18% of third downs converted amongst the least in the NFL. New Orleans Saints, by the way, 48%. So they're up in towards like the top five, top six in that, but they still haven't put points on the board in the red zone. So, um, and, and and look, New England's got a great, fantastic red zone uh, production rate, right? Like their red zone conversion rate for, for scoring is awesome. Near the top of the NFL, if not at the top of the NFL, but they rarely ever get there. And so this is, oh, and then, and then Mac Jones, four interceptions so far, 14 turnover-worthy throws this season. This is a fantastic opportunity for the New Orleans Saints defense to get kind of back on track, right? Reestablish dominance, reestablish that confidence. And who knows, that permeates its way over to the New Orleans Saints offense. They get more opportunities. They get more energy. They get more momentum against, a, against an away crowd, all that. Although I'm sure, you know, the Houdat Nation will still be strongly represented there. You're going to see... If that all goes to plan, and if the Saints defense can get back to where it was against this New England offense, then that's going to give this New Orleans Saints offense a little bit of a boost as well by giving them more opportunities, allowing them to get into rhythm, and then building that momentum, which would be so huge when it comes to and is really important when you're on the road, a la what you saw last week against the uh, against Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who consistently built momentum against the New Orleans Saints. So for that. The next kind of transition to this is that I want to go back to Wednesday's live show and how the New England Patriots are like a perfect opponent for the New Orleans Saints right now, which is so weird to say because this is a Bill Belichick-led defense and New Orleans Saints are struggling on offense. So the thing that I would say, and the reason why I highlight that they're a perfect, perfect rebound for the New Orleans Saints is that what I just talked about with the offense giving the ball back to the New Orleans Saints offense, that could work in the Saints' in, in the Saints' favor. It could. It, it might not. Right, because play calling might still be awful, and they might not be able to get a rhythm, and they might not be able to. That that might happen. Okay, and and look, there's nothing that we've seen so far this season that should tell you that there's a low percentage chance that that will happen. Okay, it's still about a fifty fifty shot. You might even say it's above a fifty fifty shot, and I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't blame you. But if we're looking at this realistically, right, and not just kind of like reacting to the best and to the worst, but we're looking at the average, um, this could be a good opportunity for the New Orleans Saints. If they can get the ball back to their offense, if they can establish that rhythm, and if they can show you that they can be a good offense, if they can prove to themselves that they can operate as a solid offense, they'll have done so against the Bill Belichick defense. And what we know about a Bill Belichick defense is that it doesn't matter who's hurt. It doesn't matter who's on the field. It doesn't matter who's off the field. A New England Patriots defense is usually 
really good because of Bill Belichick. And they're usually really, really good against teams that are struggling on offense. And so if the New Orleans Saints can flip that script and provide themselves the opportunity to win a game, operate on offense, get the job done, there's something to take away from that. It's not that you beat up on a bad team. It's not, oh, well, you beat a one and three team. Who cares? No, you still outmatch. I don't want to say outmatch, but you still navigated a matchup and came out with a win against the Bill Belichick. So it would still be something that would build confidence. It doesn't mean that you should say, oh, okay, wash my hands of it. The New Orleans Saints offense is perfect now. No, 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 no. Like you, you got to show it against New England and New England. You got to show it against Houston and Houston. You got to come back home, show it against, you know, Jacksonville, you know, here in New Orleans against Jacksonville on Thursday Night Football. Like you have to string those together. And then you got a little bit of a gap. And then I think it's what the Bears after that, if I remember correctly, and the Bears are on a tear right now, all of a sudden. And so uh, two game, a two game tear, but let me give them their credit because they look really good. Uh, and Justin Fields looks really good. And so you look at this New Orleans Saints offense and it's a built in and team and, and what it is that it needs to be able to do versus the talent that it has, the ability that it should have, the lack of excuses that this team has to be anything less than good is undeniable, right? And so going up against a New England Patriots team that is struggling, but that is still a Bill Belichick led defense, if you can get over the hump and get over that speed bump, that's at least confidence building going into the next matchup. Then you have to string it together, right? This can't be a mirage. This can't be a, oh, we're good now because we beat one team. No, 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 no. It, it's got to continue for the next couple of weeks, but it's a good stepping stone. It's a good start. It's a good start, a really solid start and one that would build confidence for a New Orleans Saints offense looking to get going. All right, y'all, that is our In Case You Missed It episode. We do these every Saturday, five biggest takes from the week. You can head back to any of the many, many shows from this week to get all caught up if you want to dive a little bit more in depth in any of the things that we discussed. Uh, or there you go. You're all set up for everything on Sunday. Uh, coming up Sunday after the game, for all you everydayers out there, I appreciate you making Lockdown Saints your first listen of the day every day. We will be back Sunday after the game with our live postcast from Gillette Stadium, as long as the Wi-Fi is not giving me any trouble. Uh, and then we will uh, have our takes, win or loss, after the game, and then much more all throughout the week as the Saints then turn their focus to another AFC opponent five hours away here in the Houston Texans. Appreciate you, as always, for making Locked on Saints a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media, at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.